Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Now, in, in this, this idea of family service, you know, last year we spent some time in each of our services talking about some of the different values that we have as a family. We, we spoke about being an intergenerational family, where we value every generation. We've spoken about being a, a, a multicultural, multi-ethnic family, where we, we celebrate tri- every tribe and tongue. Uh, all different things, and this morning I wanted to speak into a, a bit of a family value that I think has been in, in many ways lost in our society, and, and I felt with the kids in the service, it's quite important for them as well to hear this, because it, it seems to be fading as the generations go. Now, whoever, whoever got an um, honor certificate at school? Hands up if you ever got an honor certificate at school. I was actually flicking through my, my little portfolio, or my resume thing, whatever that is, with all my little certificates from when I was a little kid. And I had my, believe it or not, my brown belt in karate. I got to brown belt and then I quit. And I got all the certificates. And I come across all my merit certificates, my honor certificates. And uh, I found one honor certificate that caught my eye in particular. I was trying to look for it this morning so I could bring it, but I couldn't find it again. And it was the, the certificate for... Get this, trying really hard in mathematics. Now, I'm sure on that day that I received that honor certificate, I would have been stoked. Yeah, I would have felt like, man, I'm the best math magician in the whole world. Like, it's finally being realized, you know, you're going up to the stage to get that, and, and you kind of do the high fives with everyone in your year group. It's like you're getting the honor certificate, fist bump to the, the policeman at the, not the poli- policeman, principal. I was in Nolamara Primary, so there could have been a policeman. Fist bump the, the, the uh what is his name, principal, to say thank you for my certificate and get your honor certificate and stand up in front of everyone with your little honor certificate for trying really hard at mathematics. But as I was reading it recently, I thought, hang on a second. I'm not too sure that's an honor certificate. And I'm not going to shatter anyone else's hopes in this room. But trying really hard, okay, I know there's some teachers in this room. All I'm going to say is let's get a little bit more creative with our honor certificates. But at the moment, at that point, I felt, oh, that's really honoring. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the awards. But now I'm looking back and thinking, well, that wasn't really that honoring at all. And I'm still not good at maths. But I try really, really hard. And I want to speak this morning about the principle of honor, which, as I said before, I think has kind of eroded not just within the society in general, but within the church as well. This, this, this principle, which I see is really close to God's heart, that He would call us to honour. We're going to read from Matthew, a passage of Scripture where we see Jesus um, deal with this, this very thing. So from Matthew chapter 13, verse 53, and I'm reading from the NLT. 
It says in verse 53, when Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom from and the power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? Verse 57, and they were deeply offended and refused to believe him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles because of their unbelief. So we have Jesus, who's just been out in different villages, in different towns, teaching, preaching, uh, healing the sick, doing like, all these mir- miraculous things are taking place. And then he comes back to his hometown, Nazareth. And rather than being welcomed as a homegrown hero or embraced as someone that had been sent out from that, that village, he was actually embraced with something called dishonor. When Jesus says in uh, that, that passage in verse 50, where is it? 57, he says, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. The, the Greek of that, that sentence in the Greek, atmos, atimos, means without honor or unhonored or dishonored or esteemed less. He's actually giving emphasis not to the fact that he had been honored elsewhere, but that in his own hometown, he had actually been esteemed as less or dishonored or unhonored. That, 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 that in his hometown, where he had grown up, that people had shown less honor. So he's not emphasizing that a way that he, he's received a lot of honor. He's actually emphasizing that the people that he grew up with, the family, those who in his own nation, in his own, uh, own town, that they were not showing honor to him. This is Jesus, like, we see that as he's teaching in synagogues, as he's speaking and he's performing miracles, people are like, whoa, this is incredible. Like, the authority that he's speaking with, the wisdom that he has, they go from amazement to resentment. They move from this place of being amazed with Jesus, amazed at his teachings, amazed at the miracles, to, be, to, to resenting him and, and then rejecting him. And what was it that caused them to move from amazement to resentment. It was that they didn't have honor for him. It was the dishonor that they had toward him. Because we read that it says that they were in amazement and then they scoffed. And they said, it's just, he's just the carpenter's son. We know Mary, his brothers and his, his mother and his brothers. It's just the carpenter's son. It's just Jesus. Like we know him. We, we, we grew up with him. We, we, we know his family. It's just Jesus. Like There's nothing special about him. And rather than giving honor to him, they actually cut him down and dishonored or held him with less regard than was actually due him. And Jesus says, like, that, like this is what happened, that, that a, a prophet is not honored in his own, own hometown. 
I don't think he's saying that, that that's the way that it should be. I think he's just pointing out that that's the way that it is because there's this thing called familiarity where they, they, they know him, they've seen him, and he is just Jesus. He's just Jesus. Do you know that one of the challenges that we may face as believers is that as we mature and we grow in our relationship with Jesus, that we become too familiar with Jesus, that we become over-familiar with Jesus. I've seen the the, the t-shirt, Jesus is my homeboy. Hey, Jesus isn't your homeboy. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Lord. And maybe in, the, in the, 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 the struggle to try and make Jesus relevant to people, we water him down or we create him to be something or someone that he is not. Be careful to get, not get too familiar with Jesus or the things of God where we just, oh, it's just Jesus. It's, it, it's just him, you know. It's just the Holy Spirit prompting me. It's just, it's just the Word of God. It's just the Bible, it's just worship, it's just, like, you know that word just? That is a, a leveler. It just makes things like level. Because to dishonor means to treat as common. To, to hold with less esteem. And when I say it's just Jesus, I'm bringing Jesus down to my level. And I'm saying like, yeah, it's just Jesus. Well, this morning we sung songs yeah, it's just worship. Or prayer. Oh, it's just prayer. Just missing prayer. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm rocking up late. Just missing worship. Just missing prayer. It's just. Can you hear what I'm saying? That the moment we start to just, it's just the carpenter's son. He's just like us. He's normal. It's just him. Guess what? It's not just Jesus. Jesus is not just like us. He is in, in, in some way, but He is Lord. And He is to be revered and honored as Lord. He is to be held with such regard and esteem that no one else like Him is honored. So how are our hearts towards honoring God? Do we honor Him with everything that we have? Do we honor Jesus with our lives, with laying down our lives, with worshiping Him? Do we honor Him with our wealth? Do we honor Him with our time? Do we honor Him with our talents, with our treasures? Do we honor Christ in our hearts? Or is it just Jesus? We've become so familiar with Him that He's just my homeboy, that He's just my friend, that that, yeah, He is your friend. But he is also the Lord. And when we diminish the Lordship of Jesus, we, we then give ourselves permission to optionally follow him because it's just Jesus. Now, none of us would probably do this out loud or you know, admit to doing it in our lives, but maybe on the inside, if you look at some of the fruit in our hearts or in our lives, it would show that, yeah, maybe we do just hold him as just Jesus. Can I call us today to that place where we honor God above everything else, where we hold him before and above everything else? In 1 Peter 3.15, it says, but in your hearts, so don't worry about what everyone else is doing. 
Don't worry even about what the, the Christian sitting next to you is doing. But in your heart, honor, honor Christ the Lord as holy. In your heart, honor Christ the Lord as holy. In your heart, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Honor Him as holy. And always being prepared to make defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that you have. Yet do this with gentleness and respect. Always, always honor Him. In your heart, Christ the Lord who is holy. Give honor to our God. Honor Him with your life. Honor Him with your thoughts. Honor Him with everything that you have. Give Him that place of honor in your life. Honor His word. Honor when He speaks. Honor what He says. Honor Him above all. These people, were they lived with Jesus, they knew Jesus, and then nothing changed about Him, but their perception of Him affected what they received from Him. How they perceived Jesus actually affected what He did in their community. Maybe sometimes we don't see what we're praying for or believing for because of our hearts toward God, because of our attitudes toward Him, our perception of Him, the way we think about Him, or even the fruit of our lives. We desire to see Him move. We desire to see people come to know Him. But I wonder at times if our heart's attitude, actually, we limit what we can receive because He's not honored, because He's not held in that regard, in that esteem. Honor Christ as Lord. And don't let, just let it be lip service, because He talks about that, doesn't He? These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They, they say that they're my people. They say that they honor me, but their hearts are far from me. Honor Christ. Honor Him as Lord. Imagine if, you know, you know, imagine if a king walked into this room right now, an earthly king. Everyone would be like, oh, what's going on? There's a king. The way that we spoke with him, the way that we invited him, the way that we welcomed him, the way that we dressed, the way that we spoke, the way that we acted. Do you know those things would be affected by our authority, by our perception of the, the mantle or, or, or the kingly reign that he has? And yet we meet together with the holiest of holies and sometimes our attitude, oh, they didn't sing my song. Or sometimes our attitude, oh, I didn't get a word. Or our attitude is, oh, just got to get through. What about the attitude that I've come to worship the King of Kings? That I have come to esteem and to sing songs of praise to the one who is worthy, the one who, is, who has saved me, who has redeemed me. The perception changes my worship when I understand who he really is. Oh, that our eyes would be open to see Jesus for who he really is. I think when we see him for who he really is, things change. Those attitudes shift. If you just get a glimpse of who he really is, I think things might change. 
And if my heart would be changed by the His majesty of His glory, and that we would honor Him, that we would honor Him. But you know, it doesn't just stop with Jesus, because that 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 attitude of I guess contempt or familiarity or, or dishonor can sometimes creep into our other relationships, can't it? And as I said, our society is very, very, we're struggling with this right now. There is a lack of uh, honor. There is a lack of respect. There is a lack of care. I can feel it. <laughs> There's a massive lack. And we could say, well, a prophet in his own hometown might be honored. We can accept it, or we could say, look, God, I think this is actually dear to God's heart that we would honor one another, that we would show one another great care and great love. Here's one way that it happens it's just Tristan. Who's leading worship this morning? It's just Tristan. It's just, you know, old Tristan who we've known for, for many, many years. Tristan who's been part of the church since he was one or something. Thirteen. <laughs> Did, you know, oh, it's just Tristan. Tristan's my mate. Tristan's my friend. And, and Tristan's leading worship. And then we, we have this familiarity with, with Tristan. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's just, just Tristan. That's not just Tristan. This is a guy that God has called. This is a guy that God has anointed. This is a guy that, that God esteems and God values, that God honors. This is a guy who has a servant heart, who's sacrificial, who cares for so many different people. This is a guy who loves people genuinely. It's not just Tristan. Can you hear what I'm saying? We can't devalue him. We can't, and I'm using your example here, Tristan, I'm not saying that people do, but... Because Tristan was actually one of the first people I, uh, that, that when I first came to Grace Life, he was actually one of the first genuine people I saw. And I thought, man, this church must be doing something right because this guy has passion for God like I've never seen before. He would worship and he would be lost in worship. His heart is surrendered to God. And I was like, this guy, I want to be like Tristan. It's not just Tristan. It's not just someone else. Can we see that God has his, his images in you, that his image is in others, that he deeply loves the person sitting next to you, that he has a call and a plan for the person sitting in front of you, that he values and loves those people. And so we are called to honor one another, not to belittle or cut out. We have this thing in our, in our nation called the tall poppy syndrome which is where we see people who kind of, I don't know, elevate in, in the media or in sports or wherever it may be, and there's this tendency to try to then cut them down so that they kind of come back to our level, which kind of makes us feel better about ourselves. It's our heart thing, isn't it? But it becomes like a, a, a cultural thing where it is accepted that this is just part of the Aussie culture. But what if that's not part of the kingdom culture? then which one do we embrace and which one do we test and challenge? What about racism? Racism is a form of dishonor. It is saying that I don't honor you because of where you've come from. 
I don't esteem or I don't value you because you look different to me. You have a different culture to me. And it can be widely accepted in our world, but it should not be tolerated in the church. Because we honor one another and we honor that God has called us from different nations, tribes and tongues. And we love one another and we honor each other regardless of where we've come from, what we look like, what we, what we do. We, we love and honor each other. And just because it can happen outside the church doesn't mean it should inside the church. To honor one another, genuinely. Honor is given, not demanded. The only person that can actually demand or command us to honor is God himself. He, he can tell us that we should honor him. But honor can't be demanded one from another. It has to be given. What can happen is if it's demanded one of another, it becomes unhealthy. I'll give you an example. If someone is in a position where they, they, they feel they need to be honored and they demand anyone that they're leading or anyone around them that you have to honor me, do you know that that's, that can be unhealthy? And it, it is evident throughout humanity. We're sinful. We, we tend to take on principles of God, twist them, try and make them about ourselves. It can't be demanded of someone else that you honor me. You need to honor me because I'm your parent. You need to honor me. Like, like it's got to be given from the person's heart. It needs to be volunteered by their heart. Otherwise, it's not genuine honor. It's just a, it's something that's born in fear and won't produce the fruit that God desires within the body. It's not something that should be manipulated to make people feel better about themselves or that they are the most most honorable person. That's not the, the, the aim of it. That's not the, the heart of it. It is to show value to someone. It is to, it, to, to communicate the love of God to someone through the way that we speak, through the way that we act, through our hearts toward them. It's not someone smashing you with a stick and saying, you need to honor me. That's unhealthy. You know, I have seen this happen. Maybe you've seen this happen as well not just out of church, but in church, where there can be different people that demand it, that is not healthy. What is healthy is if I say, I honor you from my heart, rather than trying to expect it. Because it comes back to our hearts, and you know, the, the, the thing that God's Word does is it challenges our hearts. It challenges our hearts. And so when God calls us to honor Him, or to honor someone else, or to honor one another, that challenge comes to our hearts. And, and what, what, when I'm speaking right now, what is showing up in your heart? What is coming up in your heart? I can't tell you, but you could. You might be like, yes, that's what, the way I should live. You might be like, no, stop telling me what to do. You might be like, you don't know the people around me. You don't know what I, I, I have to put up with. But rather than challenging God's word like that, let his word challenge your heart. And let that challenge start heart. That we would be people of honor, that we would honor each other. There, there are some direct uh, places where, where God says in his word to honor. I want to read for a, a couple of them. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. Peter says this, Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor. 
Okay, let's start there. Because if we're looking for exceptions or exemptions, this one kind of takes everything out. The, the emperor at that time would have been Nero, who was not a godly man, who, who was actually after the church, who was persecuting, trying to break down and, and kill Christians. And yet Peter says to Christians, honor the emperor. Show honor to him. You might not agree with him. You might not have the same values as him. But in your heart, honor the emperor. What? Surely that is miswritten. Surely he, he, surely he meant like honor him until he, you know, honor, honor, just like pay lip service to him. No, no, no. Have honor in your heart toward the emperor. What? But he's killing us. Why? Because honor is more about your heart and what's happening in your heart than it is the actions of those around you. This is where it gets challenging. Because often we're told to, to honor people that we don't necessarily agree with. Honor the emperor? Really? Nero? Honor Mark McGowan? Really? Show honor toward him? Yeah. But what about the masks? They're cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but honor him. Show, show honor. Here's another group that we're told to honor. Parents. You know what the parents said? Amen. Come on. Preach it. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. It says, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and your mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. We're called to honor our mother and father, honor our parents. Yeah, that's elementary. Maybe, in theory, but what about in practical? How, how do we go with honoring our parents? How do we go with obeying what our parents say? Again, we see it. it it's eroding. We, I get to choose. I get to, uh, surely it's my rights. It's my privilege. It's, it's my say. I, I, I obey what I want to say. I, I do what I want. Honor your parents. But what about when my parents are really difficult to honor? But what about when my parents are challenging or they're not Christian or they, they have something else? Well, do the best that you can do in your heart to honor them. Do the best that you can do in your heart to honor them. Yeah, working with, with some people um, you know, in our community who have faced this recently. They, they, they've made a decision and um, parents are not necessarily super happy with it. And there's been a lot of pushback and a lot of challenge and a lot of difficulty. But the conversation that we're having and, and, and I'm seeing in their hearts is, you know what? Whatever I can do to honor, I want to. Now, I may not agree and may not do, the, do exactly what they're asking or what they've wanted, but I'm going to keep my heart in honor toward them. And I'm going to speak well of them and I'm going to you know, honor them in the way that I, I, I interact with them, even though we disagree. And this is not just for little kids. This is for any of us with parents. How are we honoring them? 
There's a guy in um, Malaga, his name's Gary. You might know Gary, he's a, bit, he's, he's a loud kind of dude, but his, his dad is, um, you know, he, he's quite ill and has been for, for a number of years, and Gary is just devoted to looking after his dad. Like, he, he, he is devoted, he's, he's, he has revolved his life around making sure that he's there for his dad in the morning, in the evening, and just caring for him whenever he can. I, I see that, and I'm ch- challenged by that. Like, he has changed his, he's moved states to be here. He has changed his day. He, he, he's organized his business. He runs a business. He's changed the, the hours of his business to put his dad first because his dad needs him. I see that, and I'm challenged by his honor and his care for his father. And I say, man, that, I commend that heart. I commend that heart that you have to honor your parents. And it may be that that, that is challenging. I, I, you know, doing youth ministry, we often have kids who's, who came from real bad backgrounds and their parents weren't necessarily honorable people. And they, they'll ask the question, well, how do we honor our parents if they're not worthy of honor? Or if, if they've done things to us or they've neglected us or abused us, like how do I show honor? Surely I'm exempt. That's a challenge. It's not an easy answer. One of the best things I, I, I've heard said is that you can actually honor your parents by becoming someone that is good, that is loving, that is caring. So when people look at your life, they say, man, you must have been raised well. And even though you weren't, it communicates honor to your mother and father. Our parents, and then it kind of just opens it up in Romans 12, verse 10, where it says, honor one another. Honor one another. Who are we called to honor? Who? Each other, one another, to, to, to esteem each other, to love each other, to, to, to treat each other with kind regard. Not to break down, belittle, not to chop down, but to, to treat with honor, to honor each other. And as I said, this is not a, you know, we've we got to be a little careful in how we, 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 we discern honor and how we give honor. But it's something that God is wanting to do in our hearts. If he wasn't, he wouldn't say it in his word. Garfield reminded us of that last week. If it wasn't so, he wouldn't have said it. And so he says it. So relationally, honor your parents. Husbands, honor your wives. Wives, honor your husbands. Parents, honor your kids. Kids, honor your parents. Friends, honor each other. Younger, honor the older. Older, honor the younger. Like, give honor toward one another. Every single person in this room is precious to God. Everyone. Even if you don't feel like that. And we as a community can communicate the heart of God to each other through showing genuine, 
heartfelt honor, care, love, and respect to each other. So let's be a people of honor. It can be a challenge, as I said, and that's why we need God's grace. If it was just up to us, yeah, we'd, we'd blow it every time. But His grace is there for us. His Spirit is there to change our hearts. It will transform us so that we can communicate this, so that we can love one another genuinely, so that we can esteem each other and care and value and honor each other. Be aware of, 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 your, of your thoughts. Be aware of your words. Be aware of your actions and how you treat others. You know, what you say about someone else actually says a lot about you. What's going on in your heart. So let's be people of honor. Not just the kids, but the adults as well. Tristan, I wonder if you can just come up. Just Tristan. As in like, just him by himself. Come on, guys. I meant as in not the rest of the team. Was it? <laughs> it must have been. It wasn't me. But I actually want to give us a little bit of time just to kind of contemplate and think about this. And so we've got a couple of questions for us to ponder. In, in, in what I want to have maybe a couple of minutes just with us just connecting with God and asking Him to show us. And those questions up on the, the screen there, who has God called me to show honor to? And try and be specific with this. Ask yourself, like, who has God actually called me to show honor to? And not just generally everyone, but maybe there's some certain people in your life that He's showing, he's showing you or He's speaking to you about, showing honor to. How do I practically do this? Maybe God will give you some ways of communicating or showing honor. And then, who do I struggle to honor? Maybe that's something you have to hold before God and allow Him to just bring a, a challenge to that. As we said, with a family service, we want to give you something to take away so that it's not just in the room, like we're, we're going away and we can talk about these things with our families, with our spouses, with our kids or with our life groups or our interest groups or whoever it may be. But let's just take a couple of minutes and just wait. Maybe you want to close your eyes to, to cut out distractions and hold those things before God and ask Him. Maybe He'll speak to you about some. Put someone on your heart. Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you that you challenge us to change and not to stay the same and not to be, you know, the status quo, not to just accept things because they're culturally acceptable, but to dig in your word and see what your heart is. And Father, we pray that you would help us to hold one another before you, to love one another genuinely and to honor each other above ourselves. Even as we just wait now, Lord, we pray that your Spirit would guide us. Show us people. Give us specifics. Help us. In Jesus' name. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.